Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I hope that you're doing well today because, boy, do I have a word for you today. I'm so excited. Y'all know we're in a series about Joseph the Dreamer. Now we're in part three. We're getting ready to see what God is going to do with him in prison. And hopefully we'll get to the Pharaoh's dream today. I'm so excited today, this, this Sunday morning. I hope that you're excited. I want to tell you that I love you. And I want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. That he cares about you and you're not alone. Welcome to the show. Today is a day the Lord has made we will be rejoicing. I want to tell your family that if you go to YouTube and you look up You're Not Alone podcast and you look up Danny Hampton, you're going to see the face behind the voice. I know you didn't get a chance to, you've just been listening to me without seeing me. But God has said expand our territories. So now I'll be doing some things on YouTube as well. Because I want the world to know that we are family. And that we're looking for more family members to be a part of the You Are Not Alone podcast show. Because guess what? I want people to know that whatever's on their heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And our family is expanding. I got some good news too, family. We got another state added to the family. We got Merlin added to the family. And you know how we do it. We're always, right now, we're able to mention these places. But this family is going to expand so much that one day we're going to just say we're over the world. We're going to say we everywhere because that's what the Holy Spirit is designed to be. He's designed to be everywhere. Jesus said he would not leave us comfortless. I'm so excited today to talk about Joseph, but I want to give some honor to the people who listen to the podcast. I want to thank the people in my home state of Illinois, South Carolina, Louisiana, New York, Alabama, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, North Carolina, and now Merlin's in the family in California. I want to tell you that I love y'all in the United States, but all over the world, I love everyone. I want to thank the country of Spain. I want to thank the people in Russia, Iran, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Belgium who listen to the show. Because we are going to do some great things in 2021. God is going to show up for us. We're going to believe in the power of God and we're going to be a family. We're going to stand on one accord just like they did in the book of Acts. It says that they was all, they had unity. Supposed to be unity in the body of Christ. I want you to know that God loves you and I love you and you're not alone. Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. As you can tell that I'm excited today to talk about God. Why wouldn't I be happy to talk about God? Such a great and powerful God that we serve. He loves us with an everlasting love. He would never leave us or forsake us. He's that God that we can trust. I'm so excited. But like I said, if you go to YouTube and you look up You're Not Alone podcast, Danny Hampton, you will see the face behind the voice. I'm so excited about this family because this family is growing. And just think, this podcast only started late August 2020. And we're rolling to 2021 in the second month. And God is enlarging our territory. He keeps adding to the family. Because we are faithful. And the whole thing about being faithful is having faith in God, that God is who he is. Jesus says in Mark 11, have faith in God. That's why you're faithful. That you have faith in God, that you believe that he's God and he sent his only begotten son 
into the earth to save mankind and restore us to right relationships with God. That's what he did. I love you. I want to let you know you're not alone. Welcome to the family. And like I said, we're waiting to hit the street to distribute these hats and gloves to the poor. Me and my friend, my pastor friend, who that I love, who's standing by me. Oh, he's such a brilliant man. I can't wait to introduce him to y'all. I can't wait to interview him because he has nothing but the love of God inside of him. If you look at him, you'll think you're looking into the face of an angel. But I want to tell you that we're going to go do some things. His church is going to support me. We're going to go out here and we're going to hit the highways, the byways. And we're going to tell some people about God. And his church is going to bring food. Someone in his church has a thousand face masters. We're going to go out and just share what God is doing. And let them know that they're not forgotten. Because sometimes when you're in a circumstance situation, you don't believe that God even cares or God even exists. We're going to let them know that God loves you. And we're not just going to do it one time. We're going to do it as many times and multiple times that we're going to do it because we're a family. You're not alone. Family's growing, y'all. And I love y'all. I want you to know that. And I'll be reading from the NIV today. I'll be looking at Joseph, the dream part three, because guess what? He's getting closer and closer and closer for the manifestations of the dreams that he had at the age of 17 to be fulfilled in the earth. Y'all should get so excited about the word today because I'm so excited to talk about the love of God. I'm so excited to talk about what he's getting ready to do. I hope that you are ready. I hope that you know that God loves you. I'm pumped up today. But you know, before we do anything, you know what we do. We do it in prayer. Let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you, Father, for the show. I thank you, Father, for the people who listen. I pray, Father, that today, that whatever they might stand in need of, Father, that you would do it for them. Father, we pray, Father, for the persecuted church. Father, that you would step in and take the people who do the persecution and make them followers of you, that they would come to a point of repentance, just as you did, Paul, on the road of Damascus. God, I'm asking you to intervene. Father, I'm praying for the people who are struggling with COVID, people in the hospital, people in prison. Lift them up, Father, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Do I pray. God, I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that you're excited because you see that I'm excited. I'm so pumped up, family, because like I said, God is expanding the family. The family is growing, and we're going to see great things in 2021. Remember, March 19th is a day of prayer. For this podcast, I want to tell you, March the 19th, we're going to pray. We're going to believe that God is going to step in and change the world. That he's going to do things all over the world. I hope that you're excited because I love you. And remember, like I always say, whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. And like I said, if you want to see the face behind the voice, go to YouTube and look and look up You're Not Alone podcast, Danny Hampton, you're going to see that we are family and we're banding together. And we are going to, and God is going to use us to affect change, to affect change in people all around the world. I love it. Let's get started. Now, we're going to be, I'm going to be reading from the NIV, and I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm going to try to uh, speed it up a little bit. But I'm excited today. I hope that you're excited. But we're going to go to Genesis 
chapter 40. We're going to look at the dreamer because now we're going to see how God had divinely ordered his steps. Even when Jesus, his brothers sell him and they sell him to the Israelite. Then the Israelite take him and sell him to Potiphar. Then he ends up in the prison. Remember, he's not just in any prison. He's in the prison where the king keeps his, the Pharaoh keeps his people. So God has been ordering his steps the whole entire time. See, it, it may seem like it took a long time because Joseph is going to spend 13 years in, you know, in this place before he gets elevated because he has to grow and grow and grow to become this man of purpose that God wants to use to save the world in a time of famine. And God is going to use adversities to his advantage to bring about change. Sometimes when you're going through, do not be discouraged. Do not be perplexed. But God is working some things out for your good. Hold on to the power of God. Let's go. Uh, sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master. The king of Egypt, Pharaoh, was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and he put them in custody in the house of the captain of guard. In the same prison where Joseph was confined, the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended them. Now, you know, when we looked in Genesis uh, chapter 37, it talks about the dreams and how his his brothers couldn't stand him. His father gave him this coat of many colors, which represented that he was going to be the heir to be over all his brothers and his entire family. But because of jealousy and hatred, they sold him to the Israelites, which was part of the family because this is, uh, this is part of the family. But God is going to use all these adverse things because he knows a famine is coming on the earth. But he needs Joseph to be in Egypt. But he needs to keep Joseph secure. Because if the devil would have known that Joseph was going to be doing all these things, he would have killed Joseph when Joseph was in the pit. But God was protecting him because no one knew what was going on but God. God doesn't have to share his plans for the earth to anyone. I want you to see, because I want you to know, that God is ultimately in control of every step that we take. And so, now remember, Potiphar was the captain of the God. In other words, it looked like that. Why was he sold to Potiphar? Because God was with him. And he made everything prosper in Potiphar's life. Potiphar was part of the steps. He's When God ordered your step, this is part of the step that God is using to order his steps. And what I mean by this is because every place he go is strategically set up by God to get him to the Pharaoh. So that he can interpret the Pharaoh's dream by God. Because he understood the power of trusting and believing in God. Even in all the troubles and trials and tribulations that God has in him, he has the faith to believe in God in perilous times. When it seems like that he's defeated, he's celebrating God. And remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. You're not alone. And, 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 and let's go ahead. Now check this out. We're going to go to verse 6. When Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected. So he asked the Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house, why are your face so sad today? Now, 
to me, common sense is that they're in prison, so they should have a sad face. Understand this. Joseph is in prison himself, but because he has a good spirit, he's not sad. Even though he doesn't know if his situation is ever going to change, but he still has faith in God. He's still going to be talking about God. And I say, man, Joseph, man, you got to be insane, man. To keep talking about this God, man, that first of all, had your brothers want to kill you. Then they take and sell you to the Israelites. Then they take you, <laughs> they sell you to Potiphar. Then his wife lied. Now you're in prison. Come on, Joseph. You're going to be just this compassionate. You're going to be just full of this much love that you Going to continue to talk about a God that seems like that he's not around. But let me tell you something. That's a lie of the enemy. Because guess what? God said that he would be with you in the fire, the flood, and the storm. Whatever you're going through, God is with you. It may look like that God has forgotten you and forsaken you. God has not forgotten nor forsaken you. He's right there. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they was in the fiery furnace, guess what? It says that Nebuchadnezzar stood and said, hey. I thought we put three in there, but now I see four. This is the God that we serve. He's right there in the trouble with you. So I want you to know. So if you're discouraged today, don't be discouraged. There's God right there with you. I don't care how bad it looks. God is right there with you. And so let's, let's roll along. Because like I said, I'm trying, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to get to, to uh, the Pharaoh's dream. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Let's, let, let's go back to six. When Joseph came to them the next morning... He saw that they were dejected. So he asked the Pharaoh's official who were in custody with him in his master's house. Why are your faces so sad? We both had a dream, they answered. But there is no one to interpret them. The dreamer had to be in the prison. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me your dream. This guy's radical. Do you see he's still praising God? And God got him in all these situations, circumstances. But it declares in scripture that God was with him, that he wasn't alone. Even though it appeared that he was alone, but God was with him. And God was showing him favor with anybody that came his way. And this is how you know it's true. Because one day he's going to be the advisor over Egypt. He's going to be second in charge. The only person that's going to have more power is the Pharaoh. Do you understand that God is raising this man up? Let's go, let's go, let's go, because we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to see the power, wonderful workings of God. Okay. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dreams. He said to him, my dream, I saw a vine in front of me. And on the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, it blossomed and it clustered, ripened into grapes. The Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and squeezed them in the Pharaoh's cup, and he put the cup in his hand. This is what it means. Joseph is relying on God to give him an answer. The only person who knows what's going to happen in the earth is God. Joseph never claims that it's him who's going to be the one who tells them. Understand it. It's going to be God. Check it out. I want you to see it. This is the meaning. Joseph said to him, the three branches are three days. Within three days, the Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. And you will put the Pharaoh's cup in his hands. 
just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to the Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. For I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews. And even here I have done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon. Let me tell you, Joseph was full of wisdom and discernment. He knew that God was using him. That God was doing something in his life. Whether he knew completely what God was getting ready to do, but he understood that he was talking to someone that had influence. He knew he was talking to someone who can go to the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and get him out of his circumstances. He let him know where he was from. I'm a Hebrew. I was forcibly taken. I don't care what Potiphar's wife said about me. I didn't do that. I don't deserve to be here. And he said, hey, when it goes good for you, remember me. Don't forget about me. I want you to know that uh, I used to be a real estate agent. Also had a broker's license. I want to tell you something about this. And this is something that worked in the profession of being a real estate agent. I used to work for Century 21. I also worked for a company called Maximum Realty. But doing the trainings that I would look, look at these videotapes from Century 21, there was a, a salesperson who sold millions and millions of houses yearly. But he had a simple philosophy. This was his simple philosophy. He would get someone to buy a house from him. And so in real estate, you need to get listings. And if the more listings you have, you don't have to sell them because of a multiple a listing service, someone else will sell it for you. So what he would do after the people bought the house. He would help them move in. And then he would ask them this simple thing. When you get ready to sell your house, would you remember me? Just as Joseph told the cupbearer, remember me when it goes well. And the natural man retains things for up to two years. And so this person knew that because he made these suggestions to people that they will remember this and remember in other words so he always kept listening so that meant that when people got ready to sell their homes they would call him up and say hey i want you to sell my home and so he understood the value of speaking things into existence this is what joseph did he said when it goes well with you you know he was hoping that it went well after three days but he's going to stay there a little bit longer in prison but he will be remembered. I want you to notice he will be remembered. And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Let's roll on. We, we, we first look at this. This was said. This is what the meaning, Joseph said. The three branches in three days, within three days, the Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position, and you will put the Pharaoh's cup in his hand just as you used to do. When you were his cupbearer. But when it goes well with you, remember me. And show me kindness. Mention me to the Pharaoh. And get me out of this prison. For I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews. And 
even here, I have done nothing to deserve to be put in a dungeon. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too have a dream. He got excited because guess what? He heard that this other guy in three days was going to be restored. But let me tell you something. On the other hand, this guy's not about to get something favorable. He's about to get a bad report. But remember, it's not Joseph's fault that he gets a bad report. Joseph is only showing the interpretation that God had told him what the dream means. Joseph never declares that it's coming from him. So if this guy gets mad with Joseph, it ain't Joseph's fault because Joseph is only a messenger. He's only relaying what God has laid on his heart to say. He's not going to lie to him. He's going to tell him the truth. And guess what? This is a hard truth because this is something that me and you do not want anyone to tell us. Why would we want to know this? And let's go ahead on. And when the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. In the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for the Pharaoh. But the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. Woo! Now check this out. Do you think it was easy for Joseph to tell him this? No, it wasn't easy for him to tell him this. He's about to tell this guy something that nobody wants to hear. I don't want to hear it. I know you don't want to hear it either. This is what it means, Joseph said. The three branches are three days. Within three days, the Pharaoh will lift off your head and hang you on the tree. And the birds will eat your flesh. Now the third day, could you imagine someone telling you that? You only got three days to live. And that you're going to be hanged. Do you know that would be the worst three days of your life? But I want to share something with you. The, 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 the thing that it stuns me is, guess what? The Pharaoh is going to be excited because it's his birthday. And just think, this is going to please the Pharaoh to hang this man. So this man, this man must have really did some foul things for the Pharaoh to want to hang him on his birthday. Would that be a gift that you want? I hope not. And let's go. Now, the third day was the Pharaoh's birthday, and he gave a feast for all his officials. He lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker in the presence of his officials. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position so that he once again put the cup into the Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker just as Joseph had said to them in his interpretation. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Like I said, two years ago, we go, something gonna happen. Let me tell you something. It seemed like, man, the more this guy Joseph do, the more he declares God, the more he get kicked, kick, 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 kick. But no, he's not getting kicked. It's just a fact that it just appears the way. But God is working things out for his good. Every step of the way is part of God's plan to get him to the Pharaoh because he has a mission. He's on appointment for God to save the world, save his family, because when his family comes down to Egypt, they're only going to be 70 in number, but they're going to grow to a multitude of 1 million to, million to, to, to 2 million people. They're about to explode, and they're going to explode not 
through the natural way of circumstances. They're going to explode through persecution, trials and tribulations. But God is going to bring them out eventually. He's going to take them out of Egypt to the promised land. Because God is faithful. Now we're just rolling to, guess what? I told you, I said I want to get to this dream. We're about to roll into Genesis 41. Now we're about to see how Joseph gets before the Pharaoh. Reality is getting ready to happen. The dreams, 17, are getting closer and closer and closer to him walking in destiny. When two full years had passed, now I told you the real estate stuff. When two years had passed, the Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the dream, he's standing by the nows. And when out of the river, there came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they gazed among the reeds. And after them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunty, came up out of the nows and stood beside those on the river banks. And the cows that were ugly and gaunty ate up the seven sweet fat cows. The Pharaoh woke up. God just sent an email. God just sent the email straight to the Pharaoh in his bedroom, in his mind. Let him see something that was going to be perplexing and troubling to him. Because he don't know what it is. First, he has this pleasant of seeing seven fat cows just grazing and doing did he see these ugly ones come up and eat them but there's no change to their appearance they woke them up God know how to wake you up remember whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart man he loves you and check this out in verse 5 he falls asleep again and his second dream seven heads of grain healthy good were growing on a single stock. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy full heads. The Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. God wouldn't give him rest. Let me tell you something. When Abraham took Isaac up to the mountain to make him a sacrifice. It says that the angel of the Lord yelled out twice, twice, don't hang him. Now we see this, this, this Pharaoh has multiple dreams. This means that God has established something that he's getting ready to do. That God doesn't lie. God is letting him know because God wants, this is what God wants to do. God wants the Pharaoh to know, hey, you may be an earthly king, but I control everything. Everything that you thought that you might have controlled and had doesn't come from you, it comes from me. And check this out in verse 8. In the morning, his mind was troubled. So he sent for all the magicians, all the wise men of Egypt, and the Pharaoh told them his dream. But no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to the Pharaoh, today I'm reminded of my shortcomings. The Pharaoh was once angry with his servant and he imprisoned me and the chief baker of the house 
of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream. The same night, each dream had a meaning of his own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dreams. And the things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was hanged. God is always up to some man. God is good. Because guess what? All the heartache, all the pain, all the suffering that Joseph has been through, he's getting ready to explode in a second. Not because he know it. God is getting ready to elevate him from all his misery, all his hurt, all his pain. God is getting ready to Enlarge his territory. God is getting ready to bless him because of his faithfulness and commitment to God. Stay committed to God. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know he's right now, he's in the prison. He's doing the same thing that he's been doing every day. Being faithful and committed to God, trusting God, believing God, not doubting God, still praising him in his terrible circumstances, not being ashamed of the gospel. Now he's about to be elevated. He's about to get the coat that his father had given him. He's about to be changed back to a place of prominence what his father had for him. The devil can't keep nothing that God has from you from you. Understand, the devil cannot keep what God has for you. He can't do it. It's impossible. God is all powerful. I want you to know. See, I'm pumped up. Okay. So the Pharaoh sent for Joseph. He was quickly brought from the dungeon, from the bottom to the top. That's what Drake would say. From the bottom to the top. If you know who Drake is, Drake is a rapper. From the bottom to the top. And so it says this. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one in could interpret it. But I have heard it is said of you that when you hear a dream you can interpret it I cannot do it Joseph replied to the Pharaoh but God will give the Pharaoh the interpretation give him an answer he decides he never says it's him he tells the Pharaoh it's God He tells the Pharaoh is God. Can you understand that? Can you understand that? He puts it on God once again. Not ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed of giving God the glory. So he's going to give God the honor and the glory due to God. Give God his praise. Give God his praise. God loves you. Okay, so I know y'all saying, Danny, man, you gotta calm down, man. We family, man, we gotta notice that when we talk to God, God gonna do something for us. God ain't gonna leave us in this state. Verse 16, Genesis 41. 
I cannot do it, Joseph replied to the Pharaoh. But God will give the Pharaoh the answer he desires. The Pharaoh said to Joseph in my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile. When out of the river there was, came up seven cows, fat and sleek, and they grazed among the reeds. And after them, seven other cows came up scrawny and very ugly, lean. I had never seen such ugly cows in all the land of Egypt. The lean, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows, and they came up first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell them that they had done so. They looked just as ugly as before. Then I woke up. Terrorized. You don't understand what's going on. It says this in Proverbs. God gives a king to search out a matter. So the king is only doing what the scripture said. God put something on his heart and mind that he had to search it out. He said, in my dream, I also saw seven heads of grain full of good growing in a single stalk. And after them, seven other heads sprouted with withered and thin, scorched by the east wind. The thin head of grain swallowed up the seven good heads. I said to, okay, he says, this is what he said, he said, I said to this ma magicians, but none could explain it to me. This is what Joseph said. Joseph is, Joseph only relied on God. He ain't relying on himself. He ain't trying to make himself something, man. He just only testifying about God. Then Joseph said to the Pharaoh, the dream of the Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to the Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows and the seven years are seven good heads of grain. In seven years, it is one and the same dream. The seven lean are the seven, the seven same dream. The seven lean ugly cows that came up after are seven years, and so they are the same worthless heads of grains scorched by the east wind. Then are seven years of the famine. God let the Pharaoh know, get your house in order because something's getting ready to happen. Check this out. It is just as I said to the Pharaoh, God has shown the Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt. But seven years of famine will follow them that all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten. And the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered because of the famine that followed. It will be so severe that the reason the dream was given to the Pharaoh is in two forms. In that the matter has been firmly decided by God and God would do it soon. He said that the reason why you had the multiple dreams because God has established it's not going to change. God's letting you know, get things prepared. This is, this, now he's a man now. I'm talking about, you know, time has passed. In other words, he was he's talking about, it's 13 years before he rises his promises. So now, but he still has this faith in his God, still declaring who God is. And this is what he says. And now let the Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man. Put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let the Pharaoh appoint commissioners. 
over the land to take up a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. Then should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grains under the authority of the Pharaoh and to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve seven years of a famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. This plan seemed good to the Pharaoh and to all his officials. So the Pharaoh asked them, can we find anyone like this man? One in whom is the spirit of God. Let me tell you something. Not only did God let him interpret the dream, but he also gave him a solution. Now understand this. Joseph never says that, hey, I'm the person. He doesn't take any recognition. He's not asking for anything. He's just interpreting. He doesn't know that what's getting ready to happen is getting ready to happen. Let me tell you something. When God get ready to elevate you, you won't see it. It's just going to happen. Okay. Then the Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and as wise as you. You should be in charge of my palace and all my people are submitted to you, to your order, only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. Do you understand what just happened? It's called a shift change. Things change for Joseph. Understand this. Now, do you think that Potiphar's wife would be happy to hear this? Do you think Potiphar would be happy to hear this? Joseph has been elevated. The Pharaoh said, the only reason because of the throne that I sit on, everybody is subject to you. So check this out. Man, I told you his father gave him a coat of many colors. So the Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of all the whole lands of Egypt. Then the Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in a robe of fine linen and put gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command. And men shouted before him, make way! Thus, he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. The Pharaoh said to Joseph, I'm the Pharaoh, but without your words, no one will lift a hand or foot in all of Egypt. Whoo! I'm going to stop right there because you know, hey, God does something. Let me tell you something. I'm talking about, guess what? He's been, he been there for 13 years. But because he's been elevated, the Pharaoh is going to take from his priest. He's going to give him the best. He's going to give him a wife. Uh, Zephanet Penny. Uh, this is going to be his wife from his priest. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of the Pharaoh of the king of Egypt. Joseph went out from the Pharaoh to the president of Egypt and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentiful. Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city, he put food grown in fields surrounded it. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grains like the sands of the sea. Joseph 
Joseph was being used by God. You see what I'm saying? This guy went through all kind of hell. But look what, look what he said. Understand this. Joseph is everything that he dreamed is more than what he dreamed of. Then it says this. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grains like the sands of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measures. Before the years of the famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Ashnet, the daughter of proprietor priest. On Joseph's name, his first son was Manasseh. He said, it's because God has made me forget all my troubles and all my father's household. See what happened? He forgot about all that stuff that happened to him because he's going to do the right thing all the time. So this is what his son, this is what his son's name, Manasseh. It's because God has made me to forget all my troubles and all my father's household. The second son was named Ephraim. He said it's because God has made me to be fruitful in the land of my suffering. Because it wasn't easy being a slave. It wasn't easy being in prison. And God took all that away. All that hurt and pain. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God took it away. The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end. And the seven years of famine began. Just as Joseph has said, there was a famine in all the other lands. But the whole land of Egypt, that was food. See, God is saving his family. He had to be Go through this because he's not just going to save the people for each of the world. He's going to save his family, save his father, save his brothers, sisters. There was a famine in all the other lands, but the whole land of Egypt that was food. When all of Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried to the Pharaoh for food. Check out what the Pharaoh said. The Pharaoh told all the Egyptians, go to Joseph and do what he tells you. And when the famine had spread it over the whole country, Joseph opened up the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. For the famine was severe throughout Egypt, and all the countries came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was so severe in all the world. Check this out. Now we're going to roll into the dream of power four because reality is set. Because now his family is going to be filling it. The Hebrew family is going to be filling it. But God ordered his steps. I'm going to tell you, when God ordered your steps, you're best. Let's close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, name your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, for your word. I pray that you bless your people, Father. I'm so excited to be able to talk about part four because we're going to see Joseph reunite with his brothers in such a significant way. I want to tell you, I love you, Father, name your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for today. I pray that you bless the people, let them know, Father, whatever's on their heart and mind is on your heart and mind, and that they're not alone. Remember March 19th, Universal Prayer for this podcast. I love you. I can't wait to talk to you again. I say, have a blessed day. In Jesus' name, amen.